0: hi guys this is Carrie Fullerton professional organizing and today we're talking about a uh, case Pratt from anchored woman making a weekly plan that works now before I get started talking about uh, what she has to say uh, some of this, can be a little bit overwhelming if it's something that you've never done before. Uh, I know the first time I listened to this, it, it, it took a lot for me to absorb, and now that I'm going through it again, it, um, it sounds, it doesn't sound as overwhelming a process as it did the first time I uh, listened to her talk about this. Um, but she, um, case from Anchor Woman who is, she's talking to us about keeping our schedule under control using a weekly plan. But, um, she is the founder of Anchor Woman where she helps women hold fast to Christ in their hearts. Homes and daily lives and we do that through biblical Encouragement and also through practical tools that you can use in your daily life. So I would uh, Check out anchor woman and see uh, what else she shares on that but um, She's talking about how to create a weekly plan planning time that works for you and your family. If you use this strategy, it will really shouldn't take you more than 10 to 15 minutes a week tops, but um, there's some things that you have to do first to get to that point. And that's what she's going to talk about. She's going to help you plan out a basic structure and then define a focus. Then from there... She's, it's easily, she says, we can easily make decisions through the filter of what matters most to us and our family. So we're going to use the strategy of the basic structure of focus and a filter in order to talk about our planning habits all throughout the year. So that's where she starts. She starts with the big picture And she starts with your, the whole year and then narrows it down to where after she's got all that set up, then it only takes a week. You can plan by the week for 10 to 15 minutes. So the yearly plan. Now she uses the SOS planner. I'm not familiar with that, but I wanted to at least mention it since she did but she says you can use this on any planner, this strategy, you can use it with a notebook. The most important thing is the strategy and going from big picture, the year plan, to the nitty gritty details without getting lost in all the, you know, chaos that could come with everything that's going on in your life. Uh, so, she starts with the yearly plan because that's going to trickle down into your weekly planning process. She says, look at where you are right now. So, once a year, and she says, it doesn't matter if you start January 1st or if you start today, when you're li- after you've listened to this information. She says, it could be tomorrow, it could be today, it's fine. Once a year sit down, plan by looking back at the 365 days that passed and just came out and looking forward to what she's walking into. So she examines the last 365 days and um, what that looks like. She says, try to ask yourself some really important questions like, What went well last year? What didn't go so well? Is the year ahead of me going to be really busy? Do we have a lot of things on the calendar? Am I coming out of a really busy season and I need to plan for a little more rest? Or at least in the first few months, has life been a little more taxing Do I need to find some support somewhere? So she's evaluating. I'm really taking the last 365 days and looking at how we're doing, how my family is doing mentally, physically, emotionally before making any big plans for the year ahead. Before I have any ideas for the year ahead. So, um, Casey Platt, uh, Casey Pratt, she says that she's asking big things are on the calendar. What big things are on the calendar? How is my family doing? What kind of things has God made me to do? And am I doing them right now? Um... So, that's where some of the questions that she has uh, going on through on the yearly planning. And that really comes in handy because, yeah, it makes sense. If you had a really rough year, then you really want to slow it down and rest and and plan for some downtime before you get into another busy schedule. And plus, this way you can decide whether or not there are things that need to be eliminated and uh or if you need to um schedule in more breaks. So that I like that. Um she says you identify your season like Is it really busy? Is it full of rest? Are we kind of in between? What do you need right now? She asks herself, what are my primary roles in this season? Where are my biggest responsibilities? And how can I fulfill them well? What are my gifts? What is my passion right now? Is there something that I am just really fired up about that uh, that I want to learn more about or teach my kids about or serve in the community somewhere? What are all of these things happening in my life right now? And uh, those are good questions to ask. Like right now, I've started a Bible study and my goal is to grow my Bible study to where we can then Um, It's part of a GLOW International. But right now, until I have enough members to have officers, uh, it's only a Bible study. It will progress into being a GLOW International with actual board members. And board members just builds in accountability. Um, So that is one thing I'm working on. Um, Another thing that I'm working on is starting an organizing course that I can sell online. So, like she says, these are important things. If you want to get these things done in your life and God has called you to some things, you have to put them on the calendar. You have to make time for them. You have to plan that out. And sometimes, if you're like me... You tend to forget to put in the healthy things like eating right, uh, having, um, you know, spending. Now, I am an empty nester now, but there was a real challenge for me to put my husband first and put my kids first and then put in my work life and my business life um, in after that. I really had to work at building that family bond with my family. So let's go on and get back to what Casey, sorry, it's hard to pronounce her name because I'm not sure. It's, uh, I think it's Casey Pratt. It's K-A-Y-S-E and I've never seen it spelled that way. So Casey Pratt. And I guess I didn't really pay attention as much to her her name, but anyway, but she says, when I put them together, I can identify what is important in this season, according to my roles, my passions, my God-given gifts, and my family's most essential needs, because you do have to meet your, your family's needs. Uh, Identify focus for the year. It gives me a realistic view of the year ahead of me instead of walking into a year where I have 16 goals and my family's already super burned out from whatever happened in the last year and it's not going to work, right? So we've got to breathe, take some time, and figure out what your future year is going to look like. I really like this now that I'm going through it again and really processing what she said. I guess I tend to make it harder than what it is. Um, But pick a focus and a Bible verse for the year. Um, That is something that also is nice for planning out your whole year because if you've prayed about what you're supposed to focus on and he's already given you a verse... Or you're going to pray about it. Find a verse and find something that you're focusing on spiritually for the year. And that also focuses on what your priorities are for the year. So she says, pick a focus and a Bible verse for the year. So when I go through those things, I pick two things. I pick a focus for the year and I pick a Bible verse for the year. And those two things really give me that filter of what I'm going to allow into our lives as the year goes by. Now, how does that affect my weekly planning habit? And we'll get to all of that. Make a bucket list for the year. And so she may also makes a bucket list for the year. Now, what is a bucket list? Those are fun things or things that you want to do or accomplish that you enjoy. So that's also important. Uh, She makes one for herself and one for the whole family. This is a good way to incorporate family meetings. She doesn't mention this, but that's what went through my head. If you have family meetings, then you can come up with bucket lists as a family. And then everybody gets a little bit of something that they want to do together as a family throughout the year. So that's really, really neat. Um, So she makes one for the whole family. Uh, What do we really want to accomplish this year? What do we want to have adventures for this year? What do we want to do? How do we want to have fun? How do we want to serve in our community? Who do we want to reach out to and what big job things might be coming up all of those things go into the bucket list now keep in mind she made all of this during the pandemic so things are going to be um you know whatever season you're in so I have this huge overview of my year things I want to accomplish but more importantly the focus and the filter through which everything goes again you're So you can prioritize your year. Now, monthly prep. So at the beginning of it, now you've got an overview of the year, so now you're going to do your monthly. So at the beginning of every month, you might reflect on the yearly prep. I took at, you know, when you made the goals, and uh, when you make a narrow plan for the month ahead, I choose just a few goals to focus on. I say no more than four, but honestly, I just do no more than one or two. I find that it's very difficult for me to make any progress on more than one thing at a time. And if you're just gonna start planning your year the way um, Casey Pratt is suggesting, then you might wanna start with just one goal for the year. Uh, or and then two for the next year and three and just keep adding, you know, goals. Maybe you want one goal per season for per quarter, you know, four goals a year. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like for you or for me right now, because I'm still processing what I'm telling you myself. I'm learning something new here as a professional organizer uh, so one goal two goals at the most and then you can filter out the things that don't matter in your year when people ask you to do things that don't um, that are not part of your yearly plan to grow spiritually you can say no to these things of course pray for about them first because sometimes God is wanting to change your plans. His plans are not our plans. Our plans are not his plans. Um so, meal plan ideas, you may uh brain dump meal plans each month. Uh she says don't put them on your calendar by day. Just look at what you have in your refrigerator and freezer. And plan to eat those items first. So make a list of things that you can cook throughout the month using the items you already have. Just You're basically brain dumping using the items you already have. Uh, So I fill out my monthly calendar with everything on the schedule. Just jot down ideas for meals for the whole month. Do not assign them to a day. You're just writing out ideas. And then you can come back and pull from this, these ideas as you, your schedule allows. We look in our pantry, we look in our fridge, we look in the freezer and we see what we have and what we can make from all of those things. And then we fill in the gaps with other stuff that maybe we'll want to make this month or our family favorites or things like that, she says uh, narrow in on one or two goals. Okay. She's repeating that. Um, so for these goals, here are the steps I'm going to take this month and then put those on the calendar and then you're done. I check them off. She says, I have to go big to really small, huge picture to super detailed right and then you're going to write out an action plan for the week so go from the yearly goals into what goals i'm going to focus on this month and how i am going to make those happen is really important so i pick the goals that i want for the month and i write out an action plan for every week and by the end now i have created this action plan steps that will get me to my goal by the end of the month. That's why you make it a manageable. So that you can reach your goals by the end of the month. If it's too lofty, then you're, you're setting yourself up for, for failure. And then if you do fail, you've got to just say, okay, this didn't work. Let's tweak it. And let's see how we can make things work Next time, give yourself grace. I write out my task list for the month. Basically, I separate it into two sections. I just do my work stuff and my home stuff, and I just brain dump. What are all the things that I need to get done this month? Um, I have a productivity planner that I purchased from the website, Product. Uh, productivity planner and at the top you do your brain dumping although you can break it up into categories as you brain dump but then at the middle you prioritize. you put them in priority order by day and then at the bottom it has all your place for your appointments and anything that you uh you can plug in those Uh, top three priorities. You're going to have a lot of things in priority order but the most important are going to be the top three. And so you can spread those out throughout the week. What are the top three I need to accomplish Monday? The top three each day until that whole priority list is taken care of. And then if you don't finish everything what's left and now I'm. Just, this is just me adding this in. This is not. Um, this is not Casey's. Uh, but this is just how my planner works and why I love it. And it lines up a little bit by what she's saying. Um, and then, what's left are just minor priorities on the list, and they can be, you know, moved to the next month if you didn't finish them. Okay, so let me just reiterate that. And then usually try to prioritize them. Write that list out again in priority order so that when you go through the weekly plan, you've got, let me, I write that list out again in priority order so that when I go to my weekly plan, I've got my monthly task list there Organized and ready to go what needs to happen and what needs to happen first second third fourth also What am I doing is looking at that yearly bucket list and seeing if I can pull a couple of those things into the month? You know what now does your bucket list what? What can you do that month from your bucket list to? Reward yourself, maybe, for staying on task. (laughs) You can use your bucket list as rewards each month for getting things done. Overview. um, I'm going to do an overview of everything that she's telling us at the end. So, uh, I'm just going to touch base on some things right now. Uh, So, my yearly, she says... Her yearly planning takes maybe an hour or two, an hour or two a year to kind of pull your whole year together. That seems like a long time, but really you're talking about planning out what your whole year is going to look like in just two hours time so that it makes your month to month and week to week planning so much easier because you know what your priorities are going to be. Uh, I'll just take an hour once a month after the kids are in bed for the uh, monthly planning. And then weekly planning, once you have that yearly and monthly planning done, weekly planning is a lot easier. She uses her Sundays. They have church Sunday morning, so um, her Sunday evening, she spends some time sitting down and looking at the week ahead. Um, now she does, her, uh, her and her husband do use a shared calendar. Uh, Google is a, a good shared calendar. I don't do that because I don't have the patience to already plan out, like she said, the year. Plan out your month. Plan out your week. And then have to type it up, all up on a calendar on the computer. I don't have that kind of patience. So what I do is, I do write it on a big Calendar that's hung up in my hallway, and uh, that way um, my husband knows if he wants to know, he can look at that calendar again. My kids are not, you know, I, I we're empty nesters now, so our schedule's not that hectic anymore. But when my kids um, did have outside activities either i took care of them all year long and he didn't have to worry about it or if our season was different and i couldn't do it he did all the outside activities so we really didn't have to look at each other's schedules as much because it just seemed like for years i was doing it all and then i had a job where my schedule just was not uh in a position where i could do any of that so then he had to take over that part and um that didn't happen until my kids were in high school so he i had all the schedules for my kids before high school and then high school i had a job where i couldn't do it so that's He took over. So, it wasn't so bad because they were in high school. Uh, So, anyway, again, it depends on your family and your family's needs and your family's dynamics and you and your spouse's uh, prior uh, personalities, what works best. Um, Now, she says, um, okay, so that's that about the shared calendar... Uh, now I did use a Google shared calendar on uh, for scheduling things for the church nursery, but when I did that, it was just a schedule of when someone was uh, doing check-in at the nursery. So that shared calendar was was pretty easy because once you set that rotation, you only have to change it when one person was sick or going on vacation. It didn't ruin the whole schedule. You didn't have to do the whole thing. So that, there is uh, a lot of shared calendars out there. Another one I did for um, digital was cozy. Cozy, you could, and I did this when the kids were little, you could actually delegate all the housework to yourself, your spouse, and your kids on Cozy Calendar, and it would, um, it would generate that every week. And that was really nice. You can check out Cozy Calendar. That's a good one to use, a uh, good shared calendar. All right, now, adding meals to the calendar. Uh, she says she's pulling the meals from the monthly meal plan list that she had made at the... Uh, for the year or for the month, or she makes a new one, you know, whatever works for you, pull the meals from the monthly meal plan list that we made at the beginning of the month, because all of that has things you already have on hand. Uh, Then, but because she's planned the month ahead, she knows most of the stuff she already has on hand. So that makes the meal super easy. Um, Now, Tasks for the week. She took all her tasks for the week. She she says, I go back to prioritized list, and I have added anything in, in that has come up along the way, and I divide it into two sections, my home tasks and my personal tasks. And that is really important for me because I try and separate my home and my work time And all my personal tasks are my work stuff. So I plan out those tasks based on my calendar, based on when I have time to do stuff, and based on kind of how I know I feel each day. Like I try to do my work stuff in the morning. My priorities, my number one priorities are done in the morning. And then my brain is at least clear of those most important things. I have a block of time from 8 to 10 to get the most important work things done. I'm not going to do those when that time block... uh, I'm going to do those when that time block comes. You know, she's not going to put, oh, I got to do this at 8, this at 9, this at 10, but she tries to get all of what she needs to be done in that time frame. Now, weekly habits, the other thing that she plans out for the week are weekly habits that she wants to work on. That could be, you know, healthy habits, drink more water, walk more, um, and then she'll have a list of those things and she'll check them off as she um, feels good about them. Again, you can do this in a notebook with a ruler and a pencil, no big deal. I also plan out my priorities for the week based on my tasks and my family needs. Now, prayers for the week. And then she writes out her prayers for the week. When I have those things in front of me all week long, it makes it easier for me to stay focused on what matters because I've already taken the time to figure out what those things are. Now, you need time to plan. She believes. That the biggest problem with planning happens when you just jump into it when we don't actually give ourselves the time before the week begins to figure out, to assess what is going on. We need space to do that. Just like I needed space and time to absorb what she's trying to teach here. We need space to do that. We need time to plan so that we can effectively pay attention to what's going on in our family life, in our home life, in our personal life, and then make plans accordingly, our spiritual life. Our plans are not the be-all and end-all, right? They can change at any minute, but... What we have to do and why I really believe this weekly planning habit is important is we have to stop going so fast all the time. Give ourselves some space to be quiet and think and pray and figure out what is most important this next week. Because we don't, if we don't do that, all we're going to do is put out fires all the time. We're just going to be running from the urgent thing to the next, and that's no good for anybody. Not for you, not for your family, not for anybody, not for your job, nothing. She says, I'm also able to kind of pay attention to that. How is my attitude lately? Oh, I just get stressed out, and I'm not a nice person, she says. I'm also able to kind of pay attention to that. How is my attitude lately? Do I need to schedule in some margin, some rest, that I can be the person that I want to be for my family instead of just always working, 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 and getting tired and busy and not the kind of person that I want to be? Lining up what's important in your daily life. And then it helps me already prioritize those things that matter to me because I've done the work. I know what matters. I know what my focus is. I know where my priorities are and what my roles are. I love this part. And I'm able to live that out in a way that aligns with my priorities and her priorities with Christ instead of feeling like i know what's important to me but all the stuff has to get done and then don't go together okay we want what's important to line up with our daily lives so that we feel like we're actually making progress and we are on track and we're at peace with what we believe and who We are and what we're living out on a daily basis. Good stuff. Sunday we do church and then we rest. And then we have just kind of free time in the afternoon. And that's when I do my planning on Sunday afternoons. So you need to decide what day of the week works best for you to plan your week. If you work weekends, then you'll have to use your planning days on your days off. Uh, do yearly and monthly prep work. Before that day comes, I want you to try and take 30 minutes to an hour maybe to do some of that yearly and monthly prep work that we talked about at the beginning. Uh, now, the big four for the week. Okay, so your big four for the week are your schedule, your meals, your tasks, and your prayers. Your schedules meals, tasks, and prayers. If you can write those things out for the week, you will be golden because you'll have just a clear picture of what to walk into as your week begins. What are the most important things to get done this day? What kind of time do I have? How can I build in rest, health, On my planner, I have spots for that because I forget about things like rest and health. Now, she says, "Um, then I write out my tasks, both home and work tasks, and I pick my top three things. We kind of sort of already went over this, I guess. Her top three things for the day I plan out our meals based on what I've already planned. I guess this is just a little daily overview. Um, And then ideas list. And then I write down what I'm doing, uh, doing to work on my health. And might just be like tracking my food or drinking a bunch of water, exercising for 10 minutes. I don't know. It could be something like that. And then... And then in rest, usually I'm going to write down that I want to read a book for a while because that's my favorite. And then my notes that I have, I write down at the bottom. She writes it at the bottom of the page. Um, now, big three things that I picked from my task list, at least those things are getting done. And then the rest of my task list can get done as I have time throughout the day. I think she's just doing an over. we are just doing a little overview right now. You've already made the decisions and you're just working out the plan as you've already planned it. It's wonderful. Flexibility, though... Now, is your plan going to change sometimes? Absolutely. But that's why we don't schedule out everything for the whole week, one day at a time on Monday. That doesn't work. Plan is the tool, not the boss. It doesn't rule you. It's a plan. So the plan is not the boss of you. The plan is a tool that can you can use to have some peace in your day-to-day life based on all the stuff, that's going on. It also helps you really protect that time, protect your family time, protect your rest time, protect your Bible study time in the morning, protect the most important things that matter, and then build the rest of what you need to do around it. All right, now let me go ahead and review some of, um, let me give you a, a little review of what she wants you to really take from this article. She says, this weekly planning method will, will de- uh, is designated to help you plan out a basic structure and then define a focus. From there, you can easily make decisions through the filter of what matters most to you and your family. As different things come at you, it's much easier to be able to say, yes, that's for me. No, that's not for me. Yes, I have time for that. No, I don't have time for that. And move along because you know it aligns up with what you prayed about. It lines up with what God has already placed in your schedule for the year and your priorities. And remember that one scripture? Uh, pick a focus for the year and pick a Bible verse for the year. Those two things will really give you a filter of what you should allow into your life as the year goes by. Now, what Casey has to say. I believe that the biggest problem with planning happens when we just jump into it. When we don't actually give ourselves the time before the week begins to figure out, to assess what is going on. We need space to do that. We need some time to plan so that we can effectively pay attention to what's going on in our family life, in our home life, in our personal life, and then make plans accordingly. Now, the takeaways she wants you to take away from this is, if you have trouble getting your goals done, narrow in on one or two goals for the month and write out the steps you are going to achieve these goals. Put those steps on the calendar and when you do them, check them off. You should do, you should go from big to really small, huge picture to super detail. When you have things in front of you all week long, it makes it easier for you to stay focused on what matters because you've already taken the time to figure out what those things are. The big 4 for the week The big 4 for the week are your schedule, your meals, your tasks, and your prayers. If you can write those things out for the week, you will be golden because you'll have just a clear picture of what to walk into as your week begins. Now, action steps to take. Make a bucket list for the year, including what do you really want to accomplish this year? What adventures do you want to have this year? Where do you want to go? How do you want to have fun? How do you want to serve in your community? Who do we want to reach out to? And what I add to that is make this these activities a reward for getting your month accomplished and your goals accomplished. That makes it fun. At the beginning of the month, jot down ideas for meals for the whole month. This makes your Weekly meal planning so much easier. <clears throat> Write out your meal plan, task list, and goals for the month, and then prioritize them. Write out your calendar for the week. This helps you overview the week, see what you're committed to, where you have some margin or space, and what your time looks like for the week. All right, guys, that was Casey Pratt making a weekly plan that works from Anchored Woman. And um, I am, this was a really, really good lesson for all of us. And I want you, I challenge you to p- try to put this into action. And uh, I I know I am, I think I'm going to work on this this weekend, Uh, Because like she says, you don't have to start it January 1st. You can start it now and uh, work it into your routine and start changing some habits. All right, guys. I hope you're enjoying these podcasts and this information that I'm sharing with you from different perspectives, from different people. And I will see you on the next podcast. And I really appreciate you. Thank you for watching.